Hey there, how's it going? It's your host Andrew and the audio guy Josh from Blocks and Talks, where we discuss about the world of Lego. From reviews of the latest sets to discussions about the hobby itself and even shredding news within the community. This week we're going to start a completely new series and season where we dive into past themes in Lego and just kind of explore the lore and around it. So to kick off this season, we're going to look at the originals Spider-Man theme from 2002. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Blocks and Talks. Leave us a nice rating and hope you enjoy. So picture this, we're in the year 2002, still like really early in LEGO's new era. LEGO just released LEGO Star Wars, the first ever licensed theme in 1999 and have seen unprecedented success for their toy line, especially considering they were on the brink of bankruptcy up until that point. They suddenly realized that a new formula came along where probably licensing themes was the, the new way to go. So here comes 2002 and Lego decides to drop a new theme in a completely new area, Marvel superheroes, starting with Spider-Man 2002. So it has an interesting start because the sets don't actually have their own unique identity yet. They're part of another of overall theme called Lego Studios, which allowed uh, owners to basically make their own movies because it'd come with like a CD kit or an audio kit. And basically they use the program provided with the Lego set, make a stop motion with the um, audio. And this would coincide with the original Tobey Maguire 2002 movie around the time and would really set a nice precedent precedent for what would come. So of course I'm with Josh, the big Marvel guy who will be helping me a lot this series. How you doing, Josh? Hello. Alrighty, so obviously you being the Marvel guy, um, I'm sure you, you know a lot about um, Spider-Man, Marvel, all that early 2000s. Maybe not so much the Lego part of it, right? Yeah, I'm not so familiar with Lego, but I mean, this is the stuff that I grew up on. So yeah, quite all right. a bit. No, quite a bit. So let's set the stage of like what it looked like at the time. So imagine we're in 2002 world. How how did the Marvel community and like perception towards it look like Marvel and Spider-Man? Want to just give us a background on that? So at this point, like in terms of IP, Marvel was kind of all over the place because they were so like bankrupt that they started selling all their characters. Like Hulk was in Universal, now Spider-Man is in Sony. Uh, Fantastic Four was in Fox, X-Men was in Fox. They just started selling all their like most valued characters. But that opened the door for like some unique opportunities as well because you know the mcu didn't exist yet so there was still there's still a lot going on um despite there not being an mcu and like characters in marvel still being sort of underrepresentative and like not that fame not as famous as they are now at least there were still um a lot of things that were being done with these characters so at least with spider-man spider-man i would say is probably the most famous superhero probably of all time like more so than batman or superman so at this point i think there were there was the show, the Spider-Man show and from the 90s that was like really popular. Um, the 2000s was when like we started seeing like a lot of pretty cool like video games because Marvel might have sold their characters for like movie rights, but they were still able to do like games with all the characters. So I think 
I'm not sure when it dropped, but it at least would have been in development during this time. But there was this game called Ultimate Alliance, where it was like a collage. It was like a fighting game, and like a collage of all these Marvel characters. Marvel vs. Capcom was out. There were some X-Men games. So basically, um, it was pretty much just as, I would say, even more active than it is now, because now we just have movies and TV shows. Back then, we had pretty much everything. We had animated shows, um, TV shows, video games, all that sort of stuff. All right, so just like Lego, Marvel was in like a bit of a financial pinch, not really yeah, exactly. struggling to find its like identity and foothold in everything. Yeah. And what was like the target audience? Is it the same now where it's very general or was this more of like a kid thing, an adult thing? Or I would say it was still very general. I wouldn't say it was more towards adults. I think this is when um, I think if you were into comic books and like that sort of world, you, were, you would be called a nerd. <laughs> this is yeah, when, yeah, yeah, this is back then. So it's not definitely not how it is now. So while it still was targeted towards the general audience, it didn't have a pop culture value yet, as like we see with the MCU. So I would say it wasn't that catered towards adults. It was still kind of seen as like a sort of childish thing. Although um, comic book wise, comic like comics are a little complicated there. They get like a little complex and there's a bit more depth to them. So that might be, you know, targeted towards adults. But like the TV show, the movies, um, the games are probably like towards teens, but overall it's probably more towards kids, I guess. Yeah. All right. So it looks like these sets already have an interesting standpoint where Marvel is seen as like kind of a thing where you're kind of a nerd or branded as one if you like it. And Lego is still seen as a kid's toy at this point. So really the only audience this had at the time was like nerdy kids or yeah. just kids in general. So just keep that in mind, especially once we go down the road with the prices and other sets. Like this had a very small demographic at a time when Lego and Marvel wasn't as big. So definitely some scarcity already brewing up. So let's just take a look at the um, original sets. All right. So let's warp us back to 2002 again. And here we are with Lego Studios. So I just want to give like some background on what Lego Studio is. And basically it was kind of a trailblazer for modern themes that kind of try to use like app controlled stuff like Lego video. I think that's the most recent example. So this can be seen as like one of the early stages of it where like mentioned before, you get a CD-ROM, you get a whole like pack installed with it. And basically you make a stop motion using licensed things. Like there's, I think a Steven Spielberg uh, set and stuff like that. So basically you could use licensed like movie set, really tiny little movie sets, make your own like custom movies. I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you can find some charming videos from like 10 years ago of kids making them. But yeah, so very basic, very experimental in many ways, because the theme itself was an early trailblazer on top of adding Spider-Man. So here we are, 2002, Spider-Man, and first couple sets, I think Lego released four sets total, but only like two of them were like really common or available to the public. So just look at them. We got set number 1374, Green Goblin, and set number 1376, Spider-Man Action Studio. You'll notice why there was a gap between the two, because 1375 wrestling scene was never released, and that's something we'll go over later. But just to give a really brief like overview of what the sets look like. So here we are with Green Goblin, $7 set, and... As you see on the box art, um, it does say in the bottom right, official movie merchandise with the Spider-Man mask. That's not something you really see nowadays where they have to reiterate 
what like what they are because like we said before lego was in marvel just kind of had their own like identity crisis and like say you're little timmy going to a store around this time and you see something that looks like spider-man and you're just like what is this because there actually was not a lot of like commercials or anything on these sets at the time so not really advertised not really known so people didn't entirely know that well lego and marvel made a spider-man thing on top of it not being as popular as it is today so just like having to show that like just this little seal of approval like yeah we're legit we're not pretending or any of that and yeah josh uh i'm not entirely sure is this based off of a movie scene of what we're seeing here yeah this is well loosely but yeah she's uh i mean so, this is yeah the what are we looking at here yeah you want to break it down this is the first time we see green goblin like all geared up like on his glider and whatnot and this happens during um i don't know i don't remember exactly what it was but it was like this big gathering and um this is the first time we see mary jane as the damsel in distress sort of yeah i do i do remember the like the intentions behind the scene it's like green goblins coming to kill like members of the oscorp board that just outs him <laughs> as like um a chairman or what whatnot so yeah this is from the movie okay yeah. yeah very very basic set so all you get here is like green goblin the glider um mary jane on like some kind of like broken lamp pole it's made of like five pieces <laughs> it's like it's told as a minifigure you get a couple like cones on fire and like another lamp pole super super basic uh it fit the time with what it had and yeah nothing too crazy but like we said before, since this was so experimental, Lego didn't want to really go all in. And look at another set, the Spider-Man Action Studio. We're looking at $30, so a bigger price jump. Comes with way more minifigures, actually. It comes with Spider-Man himself, I believe the director, or some general director. I'm sure Josh can clarify who it is. Some generic robber stealing money, and two, or one generic police officer, and a uh, random camera dude. So this this is based off of, or I don't know, sure. Yeah, I'll have Josh break it down. But basically, what you're seeing is a huge bank, um, with like a facade, a really basic looking police car, some movie cameras, some floodlights for the movie, and yeah, Josh, I'm not even sure if this is like an actual scene. <laughs> it's it's certainly very strange. I've never seen anything like this in Lego. But yeah, it looks like. It's it looks like a scene from the movie, but they're recreating it as like it would it were a movie set, I guess. Kind of odd decision, but yeah, it's like when we first see Spider Man like starting to like do stuff and like wear a suit and whatnot. There's like this little montage of him like beating up criminals and like um, arresting them for the cops. And I think that's what we see here. That's the actual content. As in terms of the studio set, I guess that's Sam Raimi in the bottom right. Yeah, I don't I'm know guessing though. so. Yeah. It doesn't really look like him. I don't remember him having a beard, but I guess that's I guess that's him. But yeah. Uh that's what we see in the scene. Yeah. Yeah, and as you notice on the box art also on the left it says PC CD ROM. Yeah, so I was gonna like, ask you about that. Yeah, per, further reflect. Like there's like the downloaded audio files and stuff so that when you make your movies, you can use like official movie like sound bites to make to like enhance your a little stop motion film. Really? Yeah. And something unique, if you look in the background, there's actually a huge printed cardboard piece that would fit between these slits. And it's basically supposed to represent like the bank entrance and door. So I guess this was back in the day before Lego brick built everything. They just use like a piece of cardboard that was printed. Really unique. 
you're, you'd be hard pressed to find one in one piece these days. So I think it reflects in the price around $50 used, $207 new. And yeah. And then here comes the, this other set. 10075. It's called the Spider-Man Action Pack. Now this set is really strange because um, basically this one was somewhat like a predecessor to modern like combo packs where you'd have a bunch of packs in one. It would come with set number 1374, the Green Goblin one, 1376, the Spider-Man one we just talked about. On top of a unique set, 10075, which is basically something like a facade again, where you just get this huge building facade. Um, it looks like this is a more fleshed out version of when Green Goblin attacks the building and almost knocks down Mary Jane. You basically get same minifigures as before, same glider, and you actually get all these cardboard pieces again because I guess that was the easier way to add all these details rather than brick building. Interesting because there's not a lot of mm, information on these sets since it's so unique. I don't think it's actually $7. I think brick sets numbers are a little off, but it was not an easy set to get because um, you could only get it from Lego shop at home. And the retail value reflects that $40 used, probably because like most of it's missing for most people and $551 new. So especially when we compare it to modern sets, at this point in time, Lego 2002 Spider-Man is just very experimental with like cardboard background pieces, completely new licensed minifigures as in a theme that hasn't really blossomed to what we know as today. And on top of that, incorporating into like kind of like an interactive movie studio thing. Lots of experimentation all around. And the last set I just want to go over from 2002 is the wrestling scene one. This set was never actually released. It was originally going to retail for $24, and I believe it goes over the part where Spider-Man goes into like that wrestling cage. Uh, Josh, I think you would know more about it. Yeah, it's uh, he signs up in a wrestling match to get some money, and that's when he gets dubbed the human spider, not Spider-Man as he wanted. Yeah, and he fights the, uh, the really big wrestler guy. But yeah, that's pretty much the extent of the scene. Yeah, it's really small, just a yellow base, some cages, cardboard cutout of people cheering in the background. Spider-Man kicking some wrestlers, but mm -hmm. yeah. So that kind of wraps up how 2002 looked. Very strange time. Nothing was really concrete. So the sets actually turned out to be a hit, selling pretty well, well enough that Lego and Marvel realized, hey, this is an actual unique opportunity. And here comes 2003. Hot off of the film, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 1 film, Lego releases three sets based off of that. And it finally has its own unique theme, just called Lego Spider-Man. So now this would be the gateway to all of how we see Lego Marvel today. Now the stage is set, expectations are high, and all eyes are on how Lego can follow up on this. Tune in next week as we see what Lego has brought in uniquely for the 2003 sets. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode. This is just part one of a multi-part series on the history of Lego Spider-Man, 2002 to 2004. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Blocks and Talks, and be sure to drop us a nice rating. Take care, and see you next time.